No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. Before he said that the man comes into this world to accomplish the shlemus, the perfection that prepares him for Elam And the biggest of all forms of perfection, he says, is Kirvas Elikim, to come close to Hashem. And that's why I call the put Odom into this world where there are so many obstacles or reasons that he should be far away from thinking about our college border in order that he should have to labor to overcome the obstacles. That's in the science. Again, our college border put order in a place that's especially made where there are many reasons that cause him to be far away from Hashem. Heim heim. Now he gives a general explanation that actually has to be explained in detail. The physical inclination. Now, Tavish here doesn't mean really when people think inclination, but he desires certain things. It means the way a body likes to do things. Body likes to see, likes to hear, likes to smell and to taste. The body likes to see the objects around it. And all the objects in the world are planned with the intention of deceiving men into thinking that they work by cause and effect by themselves. That's what it said, Hashem made the world that it should start doing by itself. Now it doesn't do by itself at all. Every moment, HaKodim Boruchu is causing the world to exist and to operate. But he made it look like it's working by itself, Lasses. And from now on, a man has to search and discover that it's our Kodesh Bola who is the Oisim. Actually, the world has two functions. One function is to deceive mankind, like it says here. But there's another function to teach mankind. Because if he looks a little more closely, he'll see in everything evidence of the miracles of plan and purpose, Chokhmah, that's so complicated that only the greatest form of designer's mind could cause them. And therefore, you do Hashem call myself, all of your works praise you. They all speak of the glory of your kingdom. So let people know about the mightiness of Hashem. So the world is two things. The world is the biggest deceiver. If a person, however, learns to utilize the lessons that the world could provide, the world becomes the biggest teacher. And Avram looked at the world, Avram Avinu, and he discovered our son in every grass. It's a miracle how the grass grows. In every thing that happens in the world, it's all Nisim. And it shows bigger Nisim than the Nisim of Kiyos Yamsu. And you must have told him as a nest of Kiyos Yamsu. So if something grows out of the ground that you're able to eat, it's a no less than Kiyos Yamsu. And like Kiyos Yamsu, Hamishim Asaya Makis, so there are also no less than 250 miracles when you mercy laughing in all that. And so when he tells us that the world is made to deceive man, we have to realize that it means for people who don't look, but if they use their eyes and think more deeply, 
the world is made to teach man. Like it says, Ki Yeshorem Zarkei Hashem, Sadiqim Yeruhubon, Sadiqim walk on these roads, and they go to Hashem. O Pershim Yikoshubon, but the Pershim will stumble on these things, and they'll fall down, and they won't arrive at their destination. Asha'im Yemoshech Achrayim, if man allows himself to be drawn after these things, like the world in general does, he goes further and further away from the true Torah. But then so, now it comes out, if you study the situation, is actually put in the middle of the battle. It means it's not a case where we sit quietly with nothing around us that's disturbing. No, the whole world is always in the tumult around us. We're always surrounded by war on all sides. That's what he's telling us. Every moment we're being tested, we'll be drawn after the Gashmir and fall asleep and not see the truth, or on the contrary, be drawn away from the truth, or we battle against what we think the Gashmir come to tell us, and we'll see the truth of the Gashmir, that the Gashmir is a testimony of Hashem. Like he says, and everything in the world speaks of the glory of Hashem. The person will use his mind the way according to the will hope to do. Now here comes this fundamental statement. She called in your everything in the world. Then let's say, well, there's things that are happy things. Then we're mutter. Doesn't want to say things that are unhappy. So he says mutter. Doesn't want to say the word bad. This is the, doesn't want to say the word bad. Whether good or not good, all that happens to a man in Hainan is Yenislam, all for the purpose of testing a man. Whatever happens, if he is successful as a test, if Khalil is a failure as a test, if his health is a test, if his sick is a test. Whatever happens in the world, every little incident to him, and every little object in the world, even a chair is sitting on, is a test. Everything in the world is a test. How will you sit on this chair? Will you sit on this chair to use it to listen? Or sit on the chair to use it to fall asleep. So the chair that tests everything in the world is made, and it's made for that purpose. As it's saying, all the things in the world that happen to a man, whether they're good things or the opposite of good, they're made for the purpose of testing a man. And the purpose, if a person listens to that and utilizes the purpose, so he is a successful man. Inside, up to here. So according to this, a man's wife is a test. He can fail. He can succeed. And when his children are a test, his neighbors are a test, his father and mother are a test, his rabbi is a test, his customer are a test, his employers, people work for him are a test, everybody he meets on the street is a test, every person in the world is a test for us. Whatever happens, summer is a test, winter is a test, and therefore, for only the South African poverty, for instance, is a test. For people like Hilo, Despite his poverty, Hillel tried and he succeeded in becoming a great man in his very deep poverty. Well, it was a test. But Rabbi Rosa Ben Pearson, extremely wealthy man, he succeeded despite his wealth in becoming one of the biggest Palmyde Chachamim and Rebbe Hashem. How much later? Lest I become satiated, and I'll deny the amount of me, Hashem. He wouldn't say that, but he means 
the welfare man doesn't need Hashem because he relies on all of his property. He said, rescue me Hashem from too much wealth, but the welfare man doesn't need Hashem. He says, me Hashem. Now they're saying it. But he thinks subconsciously, who is Hashem? I have money everywhere, I have property everywhere. Or Pani Vodesh, lest I become poor, they go after and I will have to steal this Alfasi Shema Lakoi and I'll snatch the name of Hashem. He might swear falsely to deny that I did it. So a poor man has tests, a rich man has tests. Stop here. Tranquility is excess on one side, and a person has it good, and therefore he looks for ways and means of killing time, he's bored, everything is so quiet, and therefore begins to look at ways of wasting his life, and also he neglects to thank Hashem for all the things that he has, his good health, he has family, he has a quiet neighborhood, he never had any war in his life, never had any sickness, but we have to thank Hashem for that. That's his biggest obligation. It's a test. You assume it's our effort. Difficulties, you still in life, because many people to neglect the opportunities what they could have done, despite their poverty, despite their illness, and still, he could have become the biggest tzaddik, like it happened already, tzaddik and like a Rosam and Shamura, who were so poor, they had nothing to eat. They became one of the biggest sachon, Rabbi Rosam and Mishnah, son of Rabbi Rosam. No, Rabbi Rosam and Pidosh, Rabbi Rosam and Pidosh, Rabbi Rosam and Pidosh, Rabbi one of the biggest son of Elohim, was next to Rabbi Yechanan in Eretz Yisrael. And he had nothing to eat, and he was so weak, he walked in the street, and he found a rotten fruit, and he ate it, and it was so rough that he fainted. And in the dream, Hashem appeared to me, as I called his brother, how long will I suffer? And I thought his brother told him, you're, you're created to be a poor man of this world. And he continued all his life that way, a poor man. But he was the biggest success of Allah's that ever ended him on So it comes out that the war is in front and in back. That's why we say the whole Sultan, it will or On all sides, we're being attacked. Say that inside. It is the fourth month. Hope dollars. Please hope dollars. Six lines before the end of the second paragraph. You have the place, show to your neighbors, please. Before he said that everything in the world is made for the purpose of testing people. Now before we proceed, the word testing has two purposes. One is, how will he react? to various situations, and the other purpose is to give him the benefit of improving in various ways. Let's say he's tested when he's a boy. A boy has a way of improving by being obedient to his 
silence, the spirit level. A young man has a way of being tested how he burns in yeshiva, and if he puts in efforts, he makes more progress. So the test is an opportunity for him to become better. If he's married, he tests how he behaves in his wife and his children, and he becomes better as a result of those tests. Word miso means to test and also means to elevate. Word miso means to elevate. So everything in the world is an opportunity to be tested and be elevated. Everything. And he said we're surrounded at all times by this war. It goes all, all around us constantly. Now we start here. If you'll be a man of valor, if you'll be a man of heroic nature, and he'll win, he'll win the battle just on all sides. Who you are the marshal? That's going to be the perfect man. The man who fights back on all sides and he wins against all the odds that are constantly being put before him. That's the Ben Chayel, that's the man of valor, which considered Odomashol, a man of perfection. That's in connection with what he said before, Shlemus, perfection of a person, that's his great achievement in life. He'll be worthy to cling to his creator. Now, he's telling something else. Before we said that the Dvekas, clinging to our Kodesh Baruch is the most important of all, Dvekas. Now he's telling us that Dvekas requires perfection of character. Because all wrong quality traits of character are a mechitza. It's a barrier between him and our Kodesh Baruch but when a person can overcome these character traits, he breaks down these mechizes, then he can come close to Hashem. Even though he tries his best to come close, but if he has a man, let's say, of anger, or a man who is jealous, or a man who is lazy, or a man who is devoted, let's say, to excess eating or drinking, things like that, so these things are a barrier between him and Akkadish Baruchu, and no matter how he tries, that wall will not let him get close. But if he's able to break down these barriers, he passes the test on all sides, then he can become close to Hashem, because once you remove the barriers, then Kodesh Bo is just waiting for you to come close to him. But Yehseh may not praise us, and he'll go out of this vestibule when the time comes, after 120 years, the Yekonah is a he'll enter the great banquet hall, lay or to enjoy the splendor of the light of everlasting life. Let's say here. According to the measure that he conquers his inclination, that means the Yetzirah that comes to pressure people to do wrong things, and also his natural instincts, he overcame these obstacles. Now, a tzaddik can be a person who overcame wrong things. He didn't do any sins, let's say. But if a person is still, in a certain sense, under the influence of these 
things, even though he didn't do any sin, still, he still, as a person becomes angry, although he keeps his mouth closed and he won't say anything wrong, he's jealous, he keeps his mouth closed, he wouldn't say anything wrong, he would do anything wrong, nevertheless, he hasn't completely conquered these passions yet. So the more a person makes himself a perfect man, the more he'll be successful in this function of slayness. It depends on the amount that a person does, not merely the mere fact that he didn't yield to this sin. Now, the more he overcomes the inclinations, again, according to the amount, the measure, that he overcame his yesa and his desires, and the more he kept away from the things that keep him away from what's good, let's say, he keeps away from bad company, he keeps away from reading those uh, books or periodicals that give a person wrong ideas, the more he keeps away from wicked things, and the more he tried to cling to Akkadish Borahu, it's also important, the more effort he makes to get close to Hashem, as he wants to use his mind to learn the rights for him, in that measure, he will acquire it, the Yismabo, and rejoice in his accomplishment. So therefore, not merely enough for a person to know that he didn't yield to his Yeshahara, not enough to know that he didn't do anything wrong, but the more he overcomes these inclinations, the more he removes them from himself, and the more he tries to come close to Hashem by actual deeds, let's say, by studying the right Svarim, or doing the right exercises of the mind that cause the person to become better, or he tries, the more he's going to be considered a successful man in Shlemus. But, uh, the person has perfection, he's happy here, he knows he's living for a purpose, and he'll be even more happy over there. Now, on the previous page, you don't turn back, he said, if you look more deeply into the thing, more deeply, he said, you'll discover that the real perfection is like this, to cling to Hashem. And now he says, if you look still more deeply, you'll discover something else in addition to that. If you look even more deeply into this matter, still you will see something else. The world was created for a man's purposes to serve a man. It's a remarkable thing. Even the scientists today are coming around to see the whole world is an anthropic world. They say everything is made for the benefit of mankind. Of course, they are Hashem, and they don't understand what that means. But everything in the world, even space, everything outside this world, points to one purpose of everything that's in the world, for mankind. Everything is for mankind. Once upon a time, the Rishayim used to say, man, this and I got worth an accident. They came along. Now they say, everything is for the purpose of developing man and man's career. It's a remarkable statement, and you hear it more and more today. Now he tells us, if you look into this, you'll see that the whole universe is made only for the purpose that a man should make use of it. What does that mean? I said, it means this. Omnam, who oimei the shikol It's all 
in very great balance, in a delicate balance. The whole world is a delicately balanced world. And if a person makes something out of himself, he's not merely doing a benefit to himself, but he actually is causing the world to balance to the side of spruce. He's affecting his entire world. Now we have to know that this Mechabel, oh, there's a great Mechubel. He's famous as a Mechubel, but he kept it quiet. He didn't want to mix it in his safer. But here he's saying something that this kind of Kabbalah is very amount to. When a person is Zoycha to be better, he should know he is improving the world. In what way? Can be explained. Can be explained logically. Anyone who makes something out of himself should know that it's not merely himself is improving, is improving the world. Everything becomes better as a result. People surely become better as a result. That has to be explained at length, but it's a truism that you'll see if you look into it. The world is improved by your acts, not merely you improve yourself. And therefore, it's of the greatest importance for a person, not only because he's one individual who wants to make himself better, he is having a very profound influence on the entire world if he makes himself better. Now, time is up. I'm more about it next time. It's before the Montage. Four lines up from the bottom. The Impanic. Four lines up from the bottom. The Impanic. Find a place for your neighbors, please. He says that when you look more deeply into the subject, you'll see that the real perfection of a person is Kirvas Elikim, is devoted to be close to Hashem. That means, needs explanation, but that's the general idea. A man should be mentally, intellectually connected with Hashem's brotherhood as much as possible. That's called the perfection of the man. Now he says, the atomic oil being here. If you go even further in the subject, you will see. The entire world is made for the service of man. Therefore, everything depends on man. The success of the world depends on how a man utilizes it. It makes a difference to the world the way a man behaves. But everything was made intentionally just for Odom. So if Odom is successful, then Nakodish Borahu has Nachas Ruach from the world. Omnam, Pinehu Oimed, Shikodon. But everything stands in a great balance, a state of delicate balance. You shouldn't think that it's a small contribution that a person makes it. No. A person's acts and behavior have a big effect on the world. The world is like a balance that's exactly equal on both sides of the balance, of the scale. And by his behavior, he can tip the balance in either direction. If a person 
allows himself to be attracted toward the physical world. And he becomes further removed from his creator. Physical world means in more than one sense. Not only if a person likes to have pleasures or uh, good times, but even the ideas of the world, thinking about the physical aspects of the world and ignoring the fact that the world has a spiritual content that's most important. The presence of our college board in the world is the most important of all the features of the world. When the people live only by what their eyes see, so they live only by nature, even though they're Marmenian. Talking about some Jews. People keep all their mitzvahs. But because they live only with their eyes and their senses, so they live a materialistic world. A from materialistic world. And therefore they become further and further distanced from their creator. In who miscalcul. Thereby he becomes spoiled. He deteriorates. Not only that, and he causes the world to deteriorate with him. The world is affected by a person like him. Now that's not such a simple idea, and it's mostly in Kabbalah. But he has Gemaras also, open Gemaras that way. And when a person is mistaken himself, is mistaken the whole world too. The him who shared the Atma, but because he has control over himself, the Nidagabai, and he clings to his creator, as the Dvaitis said above, his mind is always on Hashem, and he sees in the world all the conduct of Hashem in the world, he sees the wisdom of Hashem in the world, he sees the kindliness of Hashem in the world, and on the contrary, everything in the world testifies to our Kodesh Baruch Hashem, and his suffering great tale, and therefore he looks at everything and sees in it the handiwork of Hashem, so he's being elevated, not spoiled by the world. The world elevates him because he's utilizing the world to recognize the Bayai. Omishtamish Minoilam, Rak Leos will receive her. He uses the world only as much as necessary to help him to serve his creator. It doesn't use the world as a person in itself, but the world is only as a means of carrying out its function of serving his creator. Therefore, whom is is becoming elevated, and the world also becomes elevated with him. First have to hear. is a great elevation for all the creations of the world. When they serve the perfect man. The sun shines, and as a perfect man, so the sun is thereby elevated. If the wind blows and the rain falls, because there's a perfect man there, and the, everything in the world now is justified. The lack of a perfect man causes all things to be unnecessary and a waste. And therefore, the man who justifies the existence of all the things in creation, that's the person who is said to be the benefactor of the whole universe. 
at the beginning of the Torah, when he describes how the world began, things are portrayed in such a way that should be a lesson for all mankind. The lesson was, Hashem put Adam into the most beautiful and happy state of existence, and he told them that this depends on you. If you will make something out of yourself, then this place will become even better. But if you will mis misuse that place, then you will ruin that garden, the Gan Eden, and you'll spoil everything. Same as also Hashem Pilos and Eretz Yisrael, with the intention that we should serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu and enjoy the land and praise Him and thank Him. And because we didn't fulfill our function of being grateful enough for the land, and being devoted enough, he took away the land from us. And then the land began to deteriorate. Because the land originally was of us swallowed with us, flowing with milk and honey. And subsequently the land became deteriorated. And in most instances the land became desolate. So that's the principle. I once heard a lot say about America. He said, I brought you to America. He said, a land of plenty, of privilege and happiness. But it depends on how you use the land. If you use the land properly, then it'll become better and better. That's what he said. With the rest that he said, I don't want to say what else he said. He said something else. And therefore, any place we come to, and we, we utilize opportunities, and our cousin's brother will see these opportunities increase, and we make it even better and better. Abisa, it is before Zman kid. And then there's the Messiah Shalom here. And secondly, firstly, he's the one who urges us to continue learning this program. So he should be well. So may I ask him, Shana? We are on Chos Hei Tehine. How do you have Tehine? Help your neighbor find a place. That he tells us are unusual ideas. Not like he said in his Kagdoma, in his preface, he says he won't say anything new, but the only thing we all know about already, the truth is, many of them are so new that it's hard for people who are not accustomed to them to accept them. So get accustomed to these ideas because it's not really his own, it's ideas that belong to the cloud of Yisrael. And to gain these ideas means regaining the attitudes of the cloud of Yisrael. <coughs> On this principle that he enunciated before, that when a person improves himself, he's doing a benefit to the entire world, the sages made us notice in Medrash Rabbin. Medrash Kehelis. Medrash Rabbin. Sheomor. Medrash He quotes. Look at the handiwork of Hashem. Who can make correct this that he has made wrong? Now, first, the plain meaning of the person, and secondly, the pshat that the Chachamim find in the person. Plain meaning is, if our Kodesh Baruch has given something a twist in one direction, that it won't help that the world will try to twist it in another direction. 
like evil doing. Evil doing for the purpose of becoming rich at other people's expense, because the Bible said, I begin with a twist, it will fail. Now, the Rishoyim try to twist it around so the machinery should work in their favor. They should be evil and still succeed. Nobody can straighten out what Hashem made crooked. But Hashem said, it's crooked, it won't work, it won't work. That's the plain meaning. And now we come to the other meaning of the Hachamim story of this puzzle. If a man ruins something, then it's ruined. And he won't be able to straighten it out. He can do tshuva, yes. He can regret, he'll be forgiven, but he won't straighten out the harm that he did. A muscle, if a person didn't live the shalom with his wife, and he finally they divorced. And the children went with his wife, let's say. He broke up his family. Now he's sorry, he's doing shuva, and he married again. And now he's a good husband to the second wife. For the first korban that he ruined, his first base on English, is ruined forever. And no tears and no shuva can remedy what he has ruined. That's what he's saying now. So although there's such a thing as shuva, but you cannot make straight this that you made crooked already. Now he's explaining it in the case of Odomarishan. The Shoshibodakodishbodomarishan, when our Kodish Bodha created the first man. So Nitolai Vahir Al Kobi It took him and he led him to to view all the trees of Ganesh. Now each tree was a splendor in itself. Not like our trees. The trees were so beautiful and so splendid that you could stand for days and days looking at that one tree. Look at my handiwork. How beautiful and how praiseworthy they are. All that I created is only because of you. Therefore, put your mind on the following obligation that you have. You shouldn't do wrong. And you'll ruin my world. But Adam made a sin, and he ruined that beautiful Gan Eden. And there's no coming back anymore. Until people die, then the Sadiqim go to Gan Eden. But the opportunity that the world has to live in a garden of delight in this world was taken away. Now that was done for our purpose, to teach us that we have Gan Eden in all our lives, Gan Eden. You marry the Ganeidah. If you don't know how to behave, you're ruining your Ganeidah. Also, go to Yeshiva. He's in Yeshiva. He's ruining his career. Fools around. Doesn't lie. When he goes out of the Yeshiva, he looks back with regret. Ah, he wasted that Ganeidah. You know how to make up for it? However, we went out of the soil once with a Ganeidah. We didn't know how to appreciate it. And now, looking back, we can't get it again. We have to wait until Mashiach comes. So that's what Akkadish Bodha taught all the Marishan. Be careful. I'm giving you a Ganeidim. Put your mind on it. You shouldn't misbehave and you shouldn't spoil my Ganeidim. Set that aside. That he's going to earn for himself in the world to come. Ela, Shemazobo Belomaze, who am Soilomazoilomazo. His circumstances in this world, these are the means of creating a circumstance in the world to come. For instance, like it says in Mark, 
called Omer Shira Beilam Hazeh. If you use this world to think to Hashem, to appreciate everything, to be grateful to Hashem, and to praise Him and thank Him for everything, summer and winter, heat and cold, you thank Him for the food, you thank Him for your clothing, you thank Him that you're able to see, able to walk, you're singing in this world, all this singing is called Omer Shira Beilam Hazeh, She'll be rewarded and he'll sing in the world to come. So if we use this world to thank Hashem and sing to him, so the next world will be a world of singing. In any sense, we are preparing for the next world by our deeds in this world. So if we behave properly in this world, we keep the Torah and we keep all the dinim in other Bachavei, all these things that are necessary by the Torah requirements. These are the preparations for our circumstances in the world to come. Also Shabbos. If you make Shabbos an enjoyable day, a day of delight, and you think about creation of the world or nothing, Shabbos is then it may end It's a preparation for the world to come. William Shukul is Shabbos. So everything in this world, the way we live in this world, that's the way we're going to live in the world to come. Shehu ha-tachlisi. That's a world, that's a purposeful world. See up to here. Shehu ha-tachlisi. That's the end purpose of this world. Al-kein timso ma-more chazalmaf. Now you'll find there for many statements of the Chachomen. Who on the signal effort all have the same form of speech. Medamim ho-elom ha-zerem ho-kem This world is compared to the place and the time of preparation. And the next world is a place of rest and eating. It means you'll enjoy that which you prepared beforehand. It's an example. This world is like a vestibule before the world they come. And it says, Prepare yourself in the vestibule in order to enter the banquet hall, let's say, uh, before you walk into the vestibule, you'll make sure that your necktie is straight, that your head is not spotted, and you don't have dirt on you, make sure you look nice when you walk in, so when you sit down in the banquet hall, you shouldn't be embarrassed, people shouldn't look at you and think, well, how careless fellow this is, he walks in with dirty garments, so you prepare yourself in this world, and clean your begotten, like I said, the whole ace, at all times your garment should be clean because suddenly people are cold let's say nobody comes to the next world with a, a, with a great willingness is called into the next summer and uh, all of the master summer announced everybody hurry come to the banquet hall so you have to hurry right into the banquet hall before a person is ready to go if he's not prepared he walks in with his garments rumpled she walks in with her shape on one side she looks silly so she has to make sure that she walks in, that everything is in order, that when she's sitting there, she'll feel comfortable and happy. So how can you also prepare, prepare yourself in the vestibule? As much as you can prepare yourself, today should take on this little in order to enter the banquet hall. That's one mime of So open mission, say that inside. So the next pasik, So it says, Today is the time to do. Loyal Mokha, that's not tomorrow. If a person postpones 
then the time will come when they look around for mistress. There's no mistress in the world to come. They look around for some poor man to give him a, a, a nadova. Nobody needs nadovas in the world to come. You go out looking for a mishulach. Where's the mishulach? I'll give you a nadova. Nobody wants to take. Everybody wants to give it in the next world. It's too late. It's too late. Today is the time to do. And tomorrow is not the time to do them. Then the next mima. Today is the time to do them. But for pleasure, good times, to waste your life, entertainment, but not in this world. Tomorrow is the time to receive reward. Tomorrow is the time for pleasure and really good times. The good times of the next world are the real good times. And therefore, when a person wastes his life trying to kill time for good times and entertainment, He's turning the tables around. That's an upside-down world. So he should know that today is the time to work and tomorrow is the time to be patient. Mm. You know, for generations and generations, the big yeshivas in Europe studied Musa and the most Frequent safer and all the yeshivas with the Messiah Hashem. So these things that you hear now were studied by the yeshiva man thousands and tens of thousands of times. And they didn't say it like we say it. They said that one mimer over and over again. Used to come here eight thirty at night after learning all day long, and for a half hour they used to sing aloud to themselves. They sang it aloud. And louder and louder, they raised the roof. And the shita was, we saw Salanta shita, that the more you say it to yourself, and the more and the louder you say it, after a while it begins to enter your ears. The first time you hear it, or the first ten times, our ears are stuffed up. We don't hear. It says the difference between heaven and their heaven. So the first ten times it'll be heaven. After a while you start their heaven. And that's why I used to sing it again and again. And we saw Shabbos. We sat in the darkness. They didn't put on the lights in Yeshivas. We didn't call them the guy. They sat and they learned Musa for one hour. And they were shouting and shouting and shouting and stamping with their feet. But they went in. You know, I told you once. Once, when Yisrael Salanta started this, he used to have him to it. Businessmen used to come at night learn Musa. So once a film Jew from Germany walked in, said, what's this? A madhouse? Monsieur going up. Yes, said the results of Adam. They come in mad and they come out saying, It's the fourth man Kishma. Hofvov. The top line. The top line, Hofvov. Quoting Mamore Chazal, that this world is a place of preparation. He who labors before Shabbos will have what to eat on Shabbos. He didn't labor on Shabbos. Where should he eat on Shabbos? 
means this. The next world is like Shabbos. There's no possibility of doing anything. There only simcha, only rewards. But to accomplish is not possible. So this world is a world of Erev Shabbos. It's a place where we can work and prepare for the happiness of the next world. And the next world is only the place for happiness where you cannot prepare. <laughs> now that's one of the purposes of Shabbos, that when you sit Shabbos at the table, we should remind ourselves that we're practicing now, rehearsing now, the state of existence of Elam Habo, and Elam Habo, where we're going to enjoy the only of the world to come, but it's not possible to do anything now in case we didn't prepare. This world is like dry land. The next world is like the sea. When sailors set sail, they have to put in provisions for the entire voyage. Because while they're on sea, they can't go out and shop. They can't go pick fruits or cut grain. Therefore, whatever they take along, that's what they'll have. So this world is like the dry land. The next world is like the voyage where nothing is available. Okay, the rabbi, there are many such mamorim of the adela. Say that inside. Now the next paragraph is a surprise. He wants to prove that this world is not the purpose of our creation. Now to us it seems he's talking to Maminim. Certainly. Nobody would say that among the Maminim. So we'll soon explain why he found it necessary. But here you can see the Emes in truth. Kilo Yuchal Shumbal Sechal Hamin that nobody with Sechel could believe Shetachlis Briyas Odebula that the purpose of a man's creation is for his state in this world. You cannot believe that. What is a man's life in this world? Who is really happy and who really has tranquility, peace in this world? Our days are only 70 years. And if he has gevures, shmerim shona. There's a robot, but most of them all the over and the difficulties and troubles. The kamomim etzah, the chaloyim and illnesses, or machavim and pains and terodes and various kinds of troubles, bothers. The alcha called us, and after everything, hamovus. Echot mean the elef lo yemas. He won't find one out of a thousand. That world should provide him with real pleasures and tranquility. And even that one person is so fortunate, when he comes to 100 years old, he's already finished with the world, and the future years that he continues to live are not years of happiness. So we see that this world is not the purpose which Hashem made the world. Now it means this. The world is made for kindliness. And therefore, all the kindliness that we see in this world is only functional kindliness, only for purposes. 
be eaten, or that we should exist. That's why we like to eat. And other things. The purpose is to exist. And therefore, when you really study these things, you see there's not really any real pleasure in them. It's only imaginary pleasure. Because when you eat a certain amount, you can't eat anymore. And the pleasure stops. Eat more than that. It's a distress to eat too much. Now, however, there are some people who have studied this world very well and have seen that the world is a world of wonders. It's a wonderful world. Now, Kodibola said, Tovimur is very good. And when you study the world, you can see many great things in this world. You can learn from this world a tremendous amount about the Chochmas Hashem and the Darkei Hashem. Like Avraham Avinu became great by studying this world. So sometimes people can fall in love with the world and think, when we gain here, that's our perfection. So he's saying, even that you should know comes to an end. Avraham Avinu, even though he had everything, and so it comes to an end. How long can a man live? And he had troubles in his lifetime too. And still, even with all the good things that he enjoyed, it comes to an end. And therefore, nobody can believe that Hashem made such a wonderful creature like Adam with such aspirations and hopes in his heart to be disappointed finally and he'll end up in the grave. You can't believe that. Therefore, you understand yourself despite all the greatness that the world could give to a really great man, still it's nothing. And you have to understand that a man's life is for Urban Habo. Say that aside. Yeah. yeah. True. 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 You already have it. But Lord, not only that, Elo, if the purpose of a man's creation was for this world, wouldn't have been necessary to put into him a neshama that's so supremely superior and a neshama that yearns and has great aspirations we enough to put him on the neshama of an ordinary lower creature that would be suited to living happily in this world but a man is never happy like he'll soon explain Nobody's ever satisfied. It shows he has an ashama that yearns for something that's beyond the horizon, something much further than this world. An ashama that makes a man greater than the angels are. Certainly, this ashama doesn't find any pleasure behold in all the things of this world. It does find pleasure, but it's never satisfied because it's looking for something beyond this world. It's the nature of a man to look further. Now he brings that muscle. Who It's a muscle that they taught us in Medrashkehelis. Zedashan, he quotes, The soul can never be filled. Why is that that a person is never satisfied? If a man has a million dollars, wants to have two million? Why is it nobody in this world is really satisfied? compared to a ordinary person Irene is a citizen he married a daughter of kings now he took her out of the palace she comes from a palace and he brought her to his little hut see, she fell in love with him he came to his little hut now she looks around and she says that's why I'm going to spend the rest of my life in this hut she has better ideas what life is. She knows she came from a palace. 
and let's say he sees that his bride she comes into a little hut and she weeps because she thinks of the palace in which she came so he doesn't know why she's weeping because he doesn't have any ideas of the beauties of the palace he thinks she's hungry she takes out let's say a kettle of potatoes he says eat it no reason to weep there's plenty to eat here and she continues to weep because the body that's, the body is the chosen and the neshama that's the bride that came from a palace and the bride can never be satisfied with the poor chosen officer even if he brings everything in the world it's not worth anything to her Shehi basma she is the daughter of a king, and she remembers the palace in which she came. She'll bring all the delights and pleasures of the world to the soul. Never anything to the soul, because the soul remembers where it came from. And she comes from an upper world, a higher world, and therefore the soul is yearning always to return to that higher world. And that's the secret for all the dissatisfaction in the world. People can never be satisfied because they're yearning for what they came from. And they'll never be satisfied until they come to the next world and they'll finally get what they're really craving for. Set that aside. Both two shoulders up from the bottom. two shoulders up from the bottom. Now the Mechaber doesn't rely merely on Yediyot that people know the principle that this world is only a preface to the world to come, but he wants to make it with and when we should feel the truth of this by certain explanations. For instance, nobody is ever satisfied with this world. It always turns out less than he expected. And even the most successful man never realizes his ambitions and his hopes in this world. Now, he goes on with the idea now to explain more how the showman is not really happy in this world. Now, it doesn't mean you should be unhappy. On the contrary, it's a mitzvah to appreciate everything and to thank our Kodesh Baruch but we shouldn't deceive ourselves in thinking that this is it it's even the singing to Hashem in this world is only a preface a preparation a rehearsal for the world to come but here after all it's not the realization of our true wishes you're created against your will and the Neshama does not want to come down here we are and you're born against your will. The neshama doesn't want to enter the body of the child, and it's memayas to have any contact with the limitations of a body. But once the neshama is limited by the body, it loses its ability to see things. It's only bibisori When I come out of my flesh, then I'll see other car. But when I'm in the flesh. You don't see. That's why Hashem said to Mishra Rabbeinu, well, you can't see me while you're alive. So the life 
is a tzimtzum. It's like a prison for the neshama. And also, when the time comes to be born, it's also against his will. He doesn't want to come out. He prefers to remain in a womb and be limited. But to come out in contact with the world of Gashmias is even more because the world all around him, when he opens his eyes and begins to see and hear, the world makes its impression on him. And the impression is the opposite of the truth. Neshama does not love this world at all. But later we'll soon see a turnabout, an entire different attitude. Right now he's talking about the fundamental attitude that the Neshama is not happy with this world. You are Moshe. Neshama is aware of our Kodesh Baruch with a complete awareness. When you come into this world, on all sides you don't see our Kodesh Baruch All you see is physical plan and purpose. And therefore, the more a person looks at the world, the more he becomes convinced the opposite of the truth. Now, actually, if a man becomes mature and he begins to learn how to look at the world, he begins to recognize that our Kodesh Baruch who is testified by the world on all sides. Every little natural object is a testimony to Hashem. Everything talks about Hashem. But that's a rarity for people to arrive at Madrege. And most people, all their lives, are blinded by the Gashmias. And they don't see Hashem, all they see the Gashmias. So therefore the Neshama does not like this world at all. So certainly our Kodesh Baruch wouldn't make a creation for a purpose that is against the nature of that thing and the thing doesn't like it. But animals are satisfied. No animal is ever dissatisfied. It has enough to eat, has a nice comfortable place under the tree where it can sit and eat the grass. It's happy. It doesn't need anything else. But the human being is not happy. So it's against Hashem's plan. Everything in the world is satisfied, only Adam is dissatisfied. How could that be? And Lord Billy also shall all know the master of A man's creation is only for his state in the world to come. That's why this and is put into him in order he should utilize all the tests of this world and he overcomes them and utilizes them properly, properly is more suited to Elam Habo than he was before he was born. He love or love it. For the Neshama, it's worth working. And by means of the Neshama, that has to come in this world and labor in order to gain Shlemus, a man will be able to acquire his reward in the right place in the right time. That nothing will be nimus to him in this world means a man understands that this purpose of coming here is to help him out, then instead of the world being most to him and unacceptable to him, on the contrary, he wants to be in this world. The Sadiq therefore wants to live longer. Because they say every minute, I'm in this world, I can gather diamonds. Every minute is a diamond. When Mr. Abin was told, hang Kobo Yomecha Lomus, he put out the biggest fight, where's Hanan al-Hashem Because the Sadiqim 
or the ones who really understand the value of life. Somebody who is an ordinary person must say, I'm tired of living. I live long enough. It's not leaking. One live a thousand years. If they could live forever. But they understand that this world is an opportunity that they'll never get again. And therefore he said, now, instead of saying the world is Nemos, when people understand this great principle, he falls in love with the world. Adrabah. Neha, the world is beloved by him. The Neha desired by the soul. Is that possible? So he started out telling us that fundamentally the Nishom is unhappy here. So he can't say he's created for this world. But when you understand that he's made here in order to utilize the world, in order to gain this perfection, then it turns around and it sees how good the world actually is and it wants to be here and to utilize every minute. Say that aside. After we have learned this principle, we'll immediately understand the great importance of the mitzvahs that are incumbent upon us. And the value of the Aveda in our hands. Notice he says, and Yekor. Chomer means how very important every little detail is can be makele because it's of the utmost importance. Now he says the second thing is so valuable to us. Every little bit is like a diamond. A small diamond is also a diamond. These are the means that bring us to the true perfection. Notice the Shlemus always emphasizes you don't find this other 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 people will say who Need Shlemus. We're here to serve Hashem. That's all. But here you're learning that Hashem wants us to serve Him by acquiring Shlemus. He wants our perfection. That's the way we serve Him. A Shlemus Amiti, the true perfection, without the mitzvahs and the Aveda, we cannot acquire this perfection at all. However, we're going to stop here. However, you have to know that when it says mitzvahs and Aveda, we shouldn't be limited in our minds because we have to know, as I mentioned before, that mitzvahs and Aveda mean much more than the Shulchanah. The Shulchanah is a minimum. Mitzvahs and Aveda mean mostly things of the mind. Aveda sikhlis, how to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in nature, like the Shah of the Chavis Lavovitz, how to recognize the Chasli Hashem, Burhat Hashem Yitzah HaMe'oyleis, the longest book in the whole, whole Siddha, on the light, the oilers, if you want to think about these things, there are many things that are called mitzvahs by him that wouldn't appear to us as mitzvahs. And therefore, most of the avoider and the mitzvahs are not things that people know about. So it's not enough really to learn these words. We have to know that there's a job, a task is to find out what are the mitzvahs and what is the avoider that can help the person come to shlemus. They say it's before his man
four shulas down, and the paragraph that begins with Hine. Ulam Yadura. Hope your neighbors find a place, please. Before he said that the mitzvahs are the means to accomplish the shlemus, and without them, this shlemus is impossible to achieve. Now, let me do it. But it's known magia. He said, to come to the final result, it cannot be achieved unless with the strength of the collective power of all the means that can be found. It means to utilize all the opportunities that the mitzvahs give. Is that some of the mitzvahs? All of the mitzvahs are necessary in order to come to the perfect shlemus. All these mitzvahs would help to arrive at the final purpose, so all together add up to the total. Now, he said not only the number of all the mitzvahs together, but the quality of the mitzvahs is also important. Or if and according to the quality of the mitzvahs, and also a shimusham. And according to the number of times you use them, it means the mitzvahs that you don't have to do, the optional mitzvahs, they're also important. Optional, like Chesed, for instance. The But they are called part of the mitzvahs. And according to the number of times he does them. So the power of the mitzvahs, it means the emotions and the thoughts he puts into them, and also the amount of times he repeats them, so will be the result that comes from them. Now, the whole hefresh cotton, every small difference that can be found in the means, in the mitzvahs, don't think it says that as long as in general you have done the mitzvahs, doesn't make any difference or much difference. You know, he says, any small difference in the quality and in the number of the mitzvahs, will surely be recognized the results with a clear demonstration when the time comes for the result that comes from all together. So now he's telling us that it's important not only in general to realize the necessity for the mitzvahs in order to acquire the shlemus of Elam Habo, but it's also important to note that how much effort is put into the mitzvah, means thought and emotions, and also how many times they are done. So quantity and quality are necessary. And the smallest difference, you say, will, will someday be seen, like the mother says, that in a dreme, shayna pirke meyatomim, the shayna pirke meyatomim, the person repeats what you learn a hundred times, that's a great thing. And still there's no comparison to the one who repeats it a hundred and one times. So you see that extra time makes a very big difference. Why it should make a difference is because we are counting. Counting is not a proof. The proof is the fact that he made it one more time means he walked beyond what other people walked. 
his efforts, his idealism, is beyond others. So it's not just 100 times more, 100 times more. No. It's ain't no doing There's no comparison. If a person studied his lesson 100 times, there's no comparison to the person who studied 100 more times. That's what he wants to emphasize. And the Ulam Havo, there'll be a tremendous difference between the people who put in more effort over those who put in a little less effort. Moshe Gassafi, like you said about, is that about, and that's clear. Not so clear, but same is clear, and he has proofs to that. And therefore, may I say, if that's the case of other then it's certain, that the carefulness that your person will put in the mitzvahs and the avoid and avoidah means general attitude of service to Hashem, even when there's no mitzvah at all. It's necessarily understandable that it must be, it must be with the utmost carefulness. Like people are careful when they weigh gold. When they weigh gold, they're not interested just in ounces of gold, in fractions of an ounce. When they weigh diamonds, fractions of an ounce are important. Like the people who, who work on the diamonds, so when they finish their work, they go down on the floor with their hands and knees, with a brush and a pan, and they brush up the dust to fall on the floor too. All the diamond people do that. Because the dust of diamonds is also valuable. And then when it comes to the mitzvahs, the smallest portion is considered so important that it's going to make a tremendous difference in the end. Apninim, or diamonds, the Rebbe Kohen, because their value is so great. He told those whom their letters be shlimish amiti, because the results will result in their true perfection. I mean, since the results are infinite, it's forever and ever, and this perfection is going to be as happiness forever and ever, so this a smallest fraction of infinity is also infinite. By Yakor Anisri and the everlasting glory, honor. Shein Yakor, the modern man, there's no honor higher than that. So therefore, the person who does more than his fellow man, or who tries more and thinks more into his service of Hashem, or Tikkun Amidis, his perfection according to the Torah, that person, even if both people tried, one tried more, then it's going to make a tremendous difference in, in, in this case. Say that inside now. <laughs> so it comes out that we learn the most important purpose of a man's existence in this world only to fulfill mitzvahs and to serve Hashem now he's saying three things here and they deserve explanation very briefly like this to do what he has to do and that means many things, because people don't realize how many things there are mechuyev to do. Let's say, Shmir HaSaloshim is a very important thing. Chesed, mechuyev to do chesed. Torah, very big mechuyev to learn Torah. To love Hashem is a mitzvah, have to do that. It's not so easy. To be afraid of Hashem, one of the big mitzvahs. And many other things. This forum explained to us. That's why it's important to learn the mistress. In addition to that, he says, well, love it. Love it means a person is misnadev. He volunteers to do things to show his gratitude to Hashem. Avodo is to do things to show we are grateful to Hashem. For you created us. He who are sonu. He made us. And he gave us everything in life. 
and whatever we can do to express our gratitude, whether it's in a, even a mistress, if a person does mistress like other people do, only he does it also with the intention of thanking Hashem for what Hashem did for him, that's called Avoida too. So Avoida is a, first of all, let's explain that. Avoida is Hachnoe, and Hachnoe means, I am your Evet. Why am I your Evet, Hashem? Because of what you did for me. What can I pay back all that you did to me? So Avedo is a very great attitude of gratitude, which means he has to study all the things he has, all the conveniences, and all the good luck, everything in life that he has, he has to study it, and it's the first thing, otherwise he won't be a makiyatoyv, and then he has to spend his time speaking to Hashem. It's good to give thanks. Now Lahoydes is not specifically a mitzvah, there's a mitzvah that's limited to eating bread and the soiva. But when you're talking about avoido, it's talking about thanking Hashem for everything. That's a very big part of our life in this world. La avoid. because of hakoras toiv. And lamed ben disoyan, to take the hard knocks and be able to withstand all the difficulties of life. You get along with your wife, get along with your neighbors, get along with, with difficult people, tivers, all kinds of nishinists. Now, he said ika vitsiyas. But actually, there's another purpose in life besides all these three things. And that purpose is, a person should just have solace in this world. Now, we don't have enough. But the little bit of solace that we do have is a gift in Hashemayim. Solace makes a person more perfect, like the Mother says, on, on an old Gentile. Abiyachan used to get up for an old Gentile. And he said, How many solace passed over him. And Rasa explained how about coins three things. Rasa says he had solace and he saw Nisim and also the third thing I'm going out the third thing. Hmm? Experience. But what 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 He's a wealthy man, has the biggest store in the neighborhood, and he is envied by everybody. Now he's sitting in jail for years and years, and then for 12 more years sitting in jail. And now he's a, he's a pauper in jail. Now that's experience, Misha. So we, in this world, to learn these things. So one of the things we're doing is, is, is to learn, to, to gain a wisdom. Like you know, in the Pharaoh's Father said, Lahosia Mosa Hasiflus to remove the veil of ignorance from our eyes. So we see miracles in our lives. If you, look, if you keep your eyes open, you'll see miracles. And solace is very important. People with this solace, solace is a big benefit to people. And they have experience. They see how people, how the Rishoyim, finally are punished, the downfall of the Rishoyim. They see other things in life. And therefore, it makes the person's mind different. That's why he said, That's important too. For the most part of a man's function in this world is to do mitzvahs. No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use.